Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Noel Sosa, the Hurricane Fernando Rivas, and Ivory Towns all in the building. Fernando, what's going on, baby? Hey, what's going on, man? Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving break here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, had some good food and, you know, had some good boxing as well. Yes, we did. You know, some statements were made. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, can't wait to talk about it, man. Absolutely. Ivory, what's going on, brother? You need too much turkey, did you? Nah, nah, I didn't. I didn't. But uh looked like we had somebody that that was a little little hungover on the turkey or something. <laughs> so maybe it's before. Yeah. Maybe it's before with old Shakur. Oh well that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, a lot to get to, a lot to recaps uh, since the last time we had a chance to sit here and chop it up with you guys. Um, but, I mean, of course, definitely want to start here. Definitely want to start here, man. You know, jumping off uh, of what was uh, a, a nice weekend of boxing, um, David Benavides uh, takes on Demetrius Boo Boo uh, uh, Andrade. And, you know, up until this fight, I don't remember the last time Andrade was really like in trouble, in trouble. Uh, but boy, was he in trouble against David Benavides this past weekend? Fernando, what'd you think of that one? Yeah, I mean, that was a major statement for yeah. for Benavides. You know, we're talking about Demetrius Andrade, who has been considered a boogeyman right. for for a while. A lot of people avoiding you know, fighting Demetrius, including Canelo. That's right. Canelo's been avoiding him, and you know, Demetrius Andrade seemed to have the skill set to really give him some problems. And and the first round, I thought, okay, it's gonna be interesting because he was letting his hands go. Really nice combinations, but once David did, uh, Benavides landed his right hand, it became obvious, you know, that he out he had the power to outgun him. Yes, and uh, once he dropped him in that fourth round, it went over right there because he just punished him. Uh, he punished him for the remaining three rounds, and you know, from to see Andre get stopped to me was a major statement because this is not just any any fighter. I mean, he, he's a three division world champion, right? And uh, I mean, he's he's one of the top guys. Undefeated, avoided, uh, uh, yeah. uh, really hard to even look good against because of his style. Yeah. Two division champion. I'm sorry, I think it's two division, but sure. he's just a three time world champion or something like that. Right, but, right. And and again, man, I mean, just never really see him even in trouble. Uh, usually takes care of business. Does so very well as a technical boxer. Um, and you know, has been begging for big fights for years. It seems like just years and years have gone by. Uh, and Demetrius Andrade has just not had a chance uh, to get a big fight until this past weekend uh, when he runs into David Benavides. And I'll tell you this. This was my thought going into it. Uh, I know Benavides it seems to be getting better and better. And, I'll, and you know, there's some more I'm going to say about him in a little bit. But uh, I said, man, look, what Benavides did to Caleb Plant was impressive to me. Okay, I mean, the definition of a pressure fighter breaking down his opponent. Right. And then once he's broken down really getting to work on him, right? Very impressive. I said, if he is able uh, to do something similar to Demetrius Andrade, I will be very impressed. And I'm thinking if it happens, right? Because, uh, you know, this is before the fight happened. I said, if this happens, you know, man, I wonder if he can really break this guy down, who, again, is never really in trouble and, 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 and fights in such a way that, you know, it's hard to get to him, right? He would have to apply tremendous pressure to be able to get to him in the later rounds, say 10th, 11th, or final round. Uh, brother, he got to him way earlier than that. He made yeah. Andre work so hard to keep him off of him. Next thing you know, you're looking at Andre, and his face is looking a mess. He's looking like he's been roughed up. And next thing you know, I mean, he spent all his energy just trying to keep this big guy off of him. And then 
the you know the hammer drops. Yeah, and that was one of the things I that I mentioned last time that I was curious to see what was going to happen if uh, Android would be able to cope with that constant pressure and power. And we saw right there that he couldn't. He I mean, could not, he could not do it. I mean, textbook on how to be an effective pressure offensive fighter. Uh, amazing. Uh, Ivory, man, what did you think of this, man? Uh, you know, again, we never really even seen Boo Boo in trouble, but boy, he had all the trouble he could possibly handle when David Benavidez. Yeah, David Benavidez, man, he's like, um, like you know, before that fight, I think maybe it was the day before the Andre fight, you know, they'll go back and, and show the previous fight, and they showed the uh, plant Benavidez fight, and Benavidez is like a power forward. You know what I mean? He's like, He's so big. He's so tall. Yeah. And and it looks like it looks like he is. It's a difference between you know you see athletes and they they're big and they're strong. They got a lot of muscles and they're cut up. Uh, uh, and you just kind of imagine how strong they are. Right. And that's you can see you can see that type of strength. Right. It's, they're defined in their cuts and their muscles. But Benavidez, I think he has something like you know like country strong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it is. Like his weight, it, it, his weight sticks in and leans on you a little bit more, and his hands. I'm sure he's a heavy-handed guy. You know what I mean? So I mean, I think his weight and just his size and obviously his boxing skills, it just it's too much for folks to handle in that in that weight class, man. And he's towering over guys. He's looking down on guys when when he when you meet him in the middle middle of the ring. So I think just obviously his boxing skills is through the roof, but just physically for that weight class, he's. He's too much, man. He just walks you down, Michael Myers style, and just beats you out. You know what I mean? And going back to that uh, similar similar uh, uh, conclusion, when you go back to that plant fight, like it was with Andre, this man's face is, is Cassius Clay clean. He's <laughs> right. Muhammad Ali pretty after his fights, man. Right. I mean, you know, and, and, and the other opponent is just battered and tattered. And I know that ain't the best way to judge a fight, but Jeez, you know this guy's pretty after his fights. On top of all that damage that he passes out, so now nah, he's a he's a scary opponent, man. And for that weight class, and you know everybody above that, if he wants to go up higher, that's a he's going to be someone at that circle on that on on the schedule, man. You know, I was blown away, and and again, I think this is where I have to uh, like openly admit maybe I was not giving David Benavides the credit he deserved. Because I mean, listen, I, I I dig what he's doing. I'm a fan, and I appreciate his body of work and what he is, you know, starting to do with his career. But I didn't know how, you know, that Benavides was one of these fighters. I guess I didn't recognize just how much he is revered amongst other boxers. You know, yeah. I did not realize that at 15 years old, this guy was getting work in with Triple G at 15. Yeah. Kelly Pavlik too. Yeah. I mean, is that is that nuts? That's insane. That's insane to be a 15-year-old kid and – those are your sparring partners, you know, because you can hang with those guys. That's, really? that's, that's crazy. It's nuts. Really? Really? Should that even be legal? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I had a fighter once. Uh, he was about four, legal. I had a 14-year-old kid one time. Yeah, he was 5-0 and when, when, when I had him. And uh, we had him spar a 30-year-old, and that 30-year-old got his ass whipped. Really? He, he turned it up a little <laughs> bit, and, and, yeah, and our 14-year-old put it on him. Matter of fact, Lomachenko ended up liking the post because we shared it on Instagram. Really? And Vasily Lomachenko actually liked it because it was pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How about that, man? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's something, there's something to be said about these guys 
Um, you know, Earl Spence is another one. I mean, obviously, you know, he's had his recent run with Terrence Crawford. But leading up to that, again, Earl was one of those guys where fighters would talk about Earl in a certain kind of way. I re- I didn't realize that fighters were talking about David Benavides that kind of way. He's kind of held in that regard as like, you really don't want it with him. You know, you really don't want it with him. And, 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 and let me ask you this, and I'm going to start here with you, Fernando, because okay. I've been wanting to ask you this. Ivory kept mentioning for the division. Is it just because he is so big? I mean, or or is this something if he does move up, let's say, to light heavyweight or maybe even continues on? Who knows, right, what his trajectory truly is? Uh, he's still got quite a, a career ahead of him. Um, is it is it just because he's so big for the division or is he – what's happening here? Well, I mean, if you watch him too, he's got incredibly fast hands for his size as well. Right. And you know, and but, it can really place his shots. Yeah, you know, he's very good at placing the shots. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, he does have the frame to go up to one seventy five, to go up to cruiserweight as well, to go up to two hundred if he wanted to. I think you know he's still young to where he can take his time. But uh, you know, I don't think he needs to wait for Canelo anymore. I mean, Canelo, I mean, the ball's in his court right now. So either he wants to fight him or he doesn't. And Benavides, he's still young. He can go up and wait. He has the body, the, the body frame for it. And but it's a little bit of the body frame, but he also has the skills to do it. Right, you can be a big one sixty eight pound guy, but if you're not any good, you're not going to beat anybody. So, you know, he's obviously got the talent, and you know the fact that we, like as you mentioned before, that he's sparring with all these guys when he was younger. You can just tell sometimes when a fighter is special and when he's meant to do big things. And um, so, yeah, no, it's a combination of both. So it is a combination because, again, right, you know, that's one thing I keep that keeps getting pointed out. And again, because it's very obvious, just given the eye test, I mean, Benavides is a big guy, right? He's 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 a big dude. Um, and even, you know, I, I and I hate that this is true. Um, but even even, you know, when they were asking Andre, Andre about it, he was like, well, he's not technically better than me, he's just bigger than me. He just kept trying to lean on, you know, that's why he got because uh, he was out, you know, outsized from Benavidez. But look, man, it's one thing to be big, but it's also, you know, the guy knows what he's doing in there. Yeah. He knows how to utilize his advantages. And boy, does he, he leans do it. on you. Yes, he does. Yeah, he know, he know how he know how to lean on you and, and, and put their weight and, and when to do it. And, and you know, and step up out of there with a two three punch combination so he knows exactly what he's doing here's my question does canelo want to see him no he don't want to see him well, he, he might but i don't think he <laughs> will, okay will, so we're getting into they? this will will, 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 we? will I was, we i was gonna wait to bring this up but let's yeah. go ahead and jump into it <laughs> oh my bad Damn, what, my what, bad. What, no 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 let's, let's jump into it because i mean why not right everybody that's what everybody's talking about yeah i mean and, right and, and, and fernando you're saying no i don't i don't think it's gonna happen next fight no i don't think it's ha- you know i think he's gonna have to he's probably gonna take a, a fight uh in in may or something like that and he's gonna you know maybe fight a mandatory or look at something like that and then in september then maybe we're, we're talking about benavides canelo I don't know if his team is going to advise that. I mean, they might just wait him out till he just can't make the weight anymore. I don't know. Um, if you're Canelo, you're you're kind of a smaller 168 pound, and this is the biggest 168 pound there is, you know, physically as well. You know, it's going to be tough. It's a tough task. You know, this is one fight where I do feel like Canelo might be in in quite some jeopardy as far as you know, if he wins or, or loses this fight. Well, you know what, boy. Okay, let let let's talk about this. I I you know. I think where Canelo ran into trouble because Canelo has not lost except but two fights, correct? Yeah. Uh, the great Floyd Mayweather and Dimitri Bivol. 
Dimitri Bivo, I thought, was just too big. He went up to 175, a division that I think Canelo has no business in. Um, I mean, he barely belongs in 168, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but he has put on so much muscle. He's so solid. You know, I don't know if he can ever go back down. I think 168 is where he's going to be for probably the remainder of his career, I'm assuming. Talking about Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Um, well, he's getting ready to fight a guy who belongs at 175 at yeah. least. At least. Uh, and talking about David Benavides, if this fight were to happen, we're, we're talking hypothetical here because we don't know if this fight's going to happen, but it is the fight everybody's asking for. And what happens? I mean, I don't know, man. You know, if, if let me tell you something. Dimitri Bivol had Canelo in serious trouble because once Canelo, you know, was kind of ran out of gas because he kept throwing all those punches and couldn't get rid of Bivol, Bivol was running them combinations together. If he gets in that situation against David Benavides, boy, Benavides is coming for his head. Yeah. You know, and that could be that could be a sight to see. But also, though, let's remember what Canelo does well. He could get those shots in there. And those ain't baby shots. We're talking about a guy who knocked out Sergey Kovalev with one punch. Let's not forget that yeah. now. I mean, we have yet to see how Benavides acts when he is tested in that way. He's never really been tested in that way. Um, so let's not just say, Hey man, let's think about everything Benavides does. Well, let's think about what Canelo does well too. He can land some big shots against Benavides. Benavides, you know, he's big, but I mean, it, how slick is he? Can he avoid some of those shots? Canelo's really good with finding a way to land those big shots. He's really good at fainting, at fainting, faking his opponents out too. Right. Those really good feints. He's also, uh, and I hate to say it just like that, but he's an expert at making you, re, you know, sign a rehydration clause too. <laughs> he's an expert at that, and you know, oh, so man, I'm, that's I'm, tough. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, tough. I'm very interested in seeing damn if this, you, damn you, Canelo. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in seeing if there will be a rehydration clause for Benavides. I mean, you almost think it's a given because he makes everybody else <laughs> do it, and Benavides is a big dude. I, I wonder what uh, Benavides yeah. naturally rehydrates to before a fight. <laughs> I don't know they talked about it in, in this last one, but... You know, I never see that with him. I don't know. I, that's a great great question. Because he's, he's, he's a big dude. He looks like a, like a big dude. Yes. So, I mean, so if you're Canelo, you're probably thinking, okay, what can I rehydrate this guy to? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Like, but you, like you mentioned, he does throw his, his shots. You know, he throws big shots. He knows how to place them. He's, you know, he's good at faking his opponents out. You know, he'll look one way and he'll throw the other way. You know, he'll look... He'll make the motion like he's going to the body, but he'll bring it upstairs um, you know, so he's an expert at that. I mean, he can do that. He he can be competitive. I don't think he'll be blown out by any means by someone like Benavides. But it's a big fight, and I think it's one where he he would face some jeopardy for sure. Man, um, what does Canelo say? Do we have any th feedback from Canelo uh, when he's asked about this fight I I since the uh, Benavides victory over Andrade? You know what? I I really haven't looked. I know his last fight. He said he doesn't care that he'll fight anybody. That's what he said. And so let's see if it's true. You know, I mean, right. It 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 really is the next best best fight to make there now. I mean, there's no really no other way. People are well. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me say something here, and, and I want everybody's feedback if possible. If you're Canelo Alvarez, what are your options? Right, I think you've got an option in, uh, and we're going to talk about him here in just a minute. Jamal Charlo, yeah, right, the other Charlo brother. He already beat the little Charlo. Now he might be able to face Big Charlo, who was victorious over. 
you know, David Benavides's younger brother uh, on the yeah. undercard in that in there. He, you know, he was able to get the unanimous decision of victory, pretty one sided, pretty clear victory for Jamal Charlo, who had been out for a while. But if you're Canelo, I, I would imagine that that's an option. Yeah. I would imagine. I don't think anyone's talking about that, yeah. but I would imagine that's at yeah. least an option because he is signed. He's got at least two more fights with PBC. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that on on the on the table. There is Benavidez, obviously, which is the fight that everyone seems to be pushing for right now. Is there still the possibility of Terrence Crawford out there? Is that, I mean, a talks that has really died down quite a bit because yeah. I think we know that Terrence is, has to, uh, you know, he's contractually obligated to rematch Earl Spence, but is that still an option? I think you've got three, you know, real viable options right there uh, for Canelo. Benavidez is not for sure the one and only thing he can do is that am i am i wrong in saying that no no and and, and if you're team canelo the smart decision would be to take jamal charlo and may uh because he looked he didn't look very impressive on the undercard he did not i mean he fought a blown up 140 pounder and he can put him away sure um you know it's that's a big name you know big money you know you'd be i can't imagine him being the other underdog against jamal charlo right you, you know, Stylistically, you, it's st- great for Canelo. You take take that fight, take care of business, and then you know set yourself up for the Benavides fight in September. You know Mexican Independence Day, which will be a blockbuster event, by the way. So you know that would, that'll be the the smart route. You know, I can't imagine you know like he'll fight Crawford. Crawford's tied up right now with with Spence. You know they got to figure that out. Yeah, who, we we haven't got any update on that either. No, no, they haven't really said too much about it. Just that you know they that's it, what's next. It's going to happen. Yeah, and so you know. His options really is that you know Charlo and then Benavides, yeah, uh, maybe a mandatory. Sure, but yeah, other than that, I mean, and people are gonna start asking, you know, just like they did with Triple G, you know, fight Triple G, fight Triple G. Now it's a fight Benavides, <laughs> fight Benavides, and you know, you know, that's what it, when you're the face of boxing, you know, that's what it is. You know, you can expect stuff like that to happen. Okay, uh, let, let, so let's let's yeah. just do this real quick, man. Coming off the heels, and I and you know we don't do this too often because you know speculating on a fight that's not made, you know, can kind of you can get really get off into the weeds once you start imagining and dreaming that much. But you know, as it stands right now, how would a David Benavidez versus Canelo fight look like? Uh, Fernando, I'll start right back with you. I think if you're Benavides, you got to use your size advantage. You have to, and you know you have you know great combinations. You're Great, you know, he had fast hands, you know, and he he was doing this with with Andre where he would dip low, but he come up, you know, with his right hand and, and catch him. So, so you know, if you can, you know, mix that up a little bit and kind of get Canelo thinking and get him a little bit, uh, you know, out of sorts, if you will, kind of get him a little bit out of his out of his head a little bit and press him and keep pressing and put that body on him, make him really, you know, work just kind of kind of like he did with Andre, keep make make him work to keep you off of him. I think you know. I think Benavides has all the all the tools to defeat Canelo, even become the first guy to stop him. Wow, he has the tools to do that. You know, obviously Canelo is still Canelo. You know, he's still the face of boxing. He's still one of the best guys out there. Uh, and, and like I said, he throws very very good feints. He can make you think you're going one way, but he's going somewhere else. And you know, when he starts putting his hands together, you know, he's got some good thud on those punches. Mm. He can throw bombs. He'll start aiming for your arms. He'll start aiming, you know, anywhere just to, you know, get you off of him, and he, and he can hurt you. But uh, just right now, just thinking about it, you know, I, I do think Benavides might be just a little too much for him, a little too young, a little too hungry, you know. 
Yeah. Kind of like a De La Hoya Chavez moment, you know, mm, where wow. Chavez ended up having to pass the torch to De La Hoya. Right. And, you know, this could be that. This could be it for it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, Ivory, how, uh, you know, hypothetically, obviously, at this point, I mean, how would how do you see a potential match between uh, David Benavidez, the Mexican monster, as Mike Tyson gave him the name, uh, against Canelo Alvarez? Uh, you know, it, it, it takes me back to, you know, with Canelo getting older and getting a little longer. I can say long in the tooth, but he, he's a he's a certified vet now. Uh, it takes me back to when he was a youngster and he had to go against Floyd Mayweather to get that to get that real pub and get that 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 you know that real big win on his on his resume. And if you go back and look at Canelo's last you know handful of fights, he's been he's been tr- strategic about who he's who he's going against now. You know, you change the weight classes, got a little bigger, getting a little older. These guys, the young guys coming up are a little bit hungrier. Uh, I expect Canelo to go back to that Floyd Mayweather fight that he had a few years ago, uh, you know, whatever, 18 years ago, and and get get some pointers in and bring in, get right down some of those old veteran pointers, some of those tidbits that you know now that Floyd Mayweather was kind of getting you on just because you were a young, hungry fighter. I think Canelo's kind of in that same position, you know, fending off these young guys kind of coming up coming for his head so it'll be interesting to see his next you know three fights just kind of how he goes about it are you going for these big names and these big these big paydays or are you kind of gonna pad the stats a little bit with some guys that really aren't on your on your level and some some sure wins um it, it's a it's kind of a fork in the road you know what i mean do you do you go this way do you go that way um with his career and his legacy and how he wants to kind of end out these last i don't know three to five years of his career. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting because yeah, Benavidez, Mexican monster. I mean, just like Floyd Mayweather, I mean, Canelo was bigger, was hungrier. You know, he was, he was like, okay, he has a shot. He he, he probably could take Floyd if, if Floyd ain't on it, ain't on his a game. And I think Canelo's in that same, that same boat right now with against a hypothetical Benavidez. You know, uh, uh, th- th- that's well said. You know, I think the only difference is I think when Floyd, you know, fought Canelo, Canelo was just too green. He was too green. I think. Yeah. Ben- I think. Ben- yeah, yeah. I think Benavides is not too green. I think Benavides is in his prime. I think yeah. he's in the peak of his powers or approaching the peak of his powers. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we're. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're yeah, I think yeah. we still haven't seen the best of him yet. I think we're gonna see the best of him at one seventy five. Mm. Even cruiserweight, I think that's when you're gonna see the, his peak. I think. Golly, can you imagine the fights right now? He could make it 175. Bivol. Talking about Dimitri Bivol, Arthur Better Bief. Oh, my God. What kind of fight would that be, be like? Imagine, you be know. Good, be good for the, it'd be good for those classes, too. Ma- those, imagine. Those, those right under. Yeah. They get kind of left out sometimes. Imagine he beats Bivol before he fights Canelo, the <laughs> hype that would bring. Oh, my God. You know, that. It, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to downplay Bivol. I mean, Bivol's a beast. You know, he's yeah. a bad boy. Right. But um, imagine he beats Bivol, the he, kind of hype it would create. Again, Benavides has has got rounds in sparring with Dimitri Bivol already. Yeah. And, and if you're if you're to believe, you know what the rumor mill says that you know, and I hate when when we talk about what happens in sparring. I think that should not ever happen. No. But you know, if you believe what the what's out there, people are saying that Benavides gave Bivol some work. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and and you're right. And when it comes to sparring, you know, a lot of things can happen. You know, I mean. Right. There's a famous story about Floyd Mayweather getting, you know, his ass kicked by Paul Spadafora mm-hmm. in sparring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what people didn't mention was that Spadafora was in camp for a fight and 
Floyd Mayweather wasn't. He was actually a little bit overweight for that right for that session, and you know Spider Fury got the best of him. And you know that just goes to show you on any given night, right? Even the best fighter in the world can get his butt kicked in, in the sparring. In sparring, yeah. You know, it just it just that's the name of the game. That's just what it is. And so you know, sparring usually isn't isn't a good judge for how a fight will play out, but. Yeah, no, and I hate it when 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 you know guys try to leak or talk about what happens yeah. in sparring. I always thought that was a rule that you know should be upheld. You know, yeah. don't 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 talk about what happens in the gym. You know, I mean, yeah. you guys are working on your craft. That's what sparring's for. If you're gonna run it, run it. But I mean, sparring, you know, practicing, getting rounds in, getting some work in. Leave that where it's at. Leave yeah. that in the gym. Yeah, if it's like a certain circumstance, you know, obviously. I don't know. I don't always. Adv- I don't ever advocate for anybody to share, you know, sparring footage because at the end of the day, when it's two fighters working together, trying to better themselves, and, and you know, if one gets one is obviously going to get the better of it, and when the guy that gets the better of it leaks it, you know, it's kind of that's kind of some sucker shit in a way. Yeah. And so, you know, but you know, there's been cases, you know, where you know bullies come into the gym and you know people make an example out of them. Right. And you know that's a different case, but you know when you're two fighters, man, working to you know working with each other. You know, you you kind of want to have your etiquette and, you know, not leak any of that stuff for sure. Well, again, everybody is definitely calling for the uh, David Benavidez Canelo showdown. Will we get it for Cinco de Mayo weekend? Will we, you know, if that passes, if we don't get it, will we get it in September uh, for Mexican Independence weekend? We know that's when Canelo has his two fights per year. Uh, so will David Benavidez be one of the next two fights uh, for Canelo Alvarez, again, Canelo has two fights left on his uh, contract with PBC, which is looking for a home right now. Um, again, you add that to the mix too, right? How, PBC looking for a home. They've got Canelo Alvarez. You know, they've got these guys. David Benavidez. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder where they end up. Um, so a lot of questions uh, to be answered there. But ben- Benavidez, I think we can all agree, extremely impressive. He looks every bit of a Mexican monster. And I look forward to seeing him in the game, uh, again in the ring. Uh, again, real briefly, on the undercard, his younger brother, Jose Benavidez, uh, took an L, took a loss to Jamal Charla, who had been out, what, a couple years? Three years. Three years. And still is a world champion, boy. I don't know how that works, but. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, other fighters have been stripped within months for less. Yeah. So, they, you know. I, Politics I, of boxing, man. Yeah, that's a mystery. And, you know, I'll say this. I, I, w- I wasn't too impressed with his performance. You know, this, a guy that used to compete at 140, Benavides, and, you know, Crawford stopped him, knocked him out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Danny Garcia beat him. You know, this is a guy that, you know, Benavides hasn't been his best in a long time, ever since he uh, got shot in his knee or something like that. He got hurt his knee. Oh, is that, yeah, is is that it, what happened? I think he yeah. got shot or something like that. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I know he has a significant knee injury. Injury. And, you know, his movement is not the same. You can see the way he walks in there, the way he moves in there. Right. You know, I, I was actually surprised to see him in there without his knee brace. Yeah, you know, uh, very so, game. Yeah, if he's very game, very tough. He'll 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 stand in front of you. Um, but I think that's about a, as much as he's got left now, and sure. it's unfortunate because he used to be a top prospect back in the day. But this is a guy that Jamal Charlo should have had the the talent to put him away. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of the ring rust, you know, I know he was shaking quite some time of ring rust away, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone as outclassed in weight as Benavides was. I think he should have been able to put him away. So, you know, and then he missed weight as he well. He missed so, weight by quite a bit. So I'm just wondering where his head is at, you know, as far as, you know, how committed he is to the sport right now. You know, maybe maybe some of his issues that he had going on were a little bit more serious than we than we know. Right. And, you know, 
hopefully he gets that resolved. But he just did not seem like he was on his game for this fight. So if he wants somebody like Canelo, he's going to have to be on his game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, nevertheless, uh, dominates against Jose Benavides, which was, you know, kind of expected, uh, right? I think, uh, you know, or I mean, I guess you don't really know when a guy comes off that kind of layoff. But Jamal Charlo uh, improves to 33-0, and 22 knockouts, taking care of Jose Benavides through a unanimous decision victory. Um, Ivory, did you get a chance to see uh, Charlo on the undercard? I did. I did. And, yeah, like, like uh, Hurricane, it was – Nah, you know, yeah, it was okay. I, I expect, I expect a little more. I mean, given all the to do about the Charlo brothers these last few few months and few years, you know, uh, you've been away for so long. I kind of expect them to come back and really put on a show. But you know, maybe it was just a little ring rust. So we'll see what happens. The Charlo brothers, their careers are kind of going into funny directions, man. It, it's weird how it's kind of working out with those guys. And so I don't I don't know you know whenever he he gets gets back right and gets himself together I expect a better performance next time. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, listen, I I thought he did you know well considering how long he's been off. Uh, it took care of business right. as as everybody I think anticipated that he would. Um, but but you know, my 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 big question is okay, when's his next fight? You know, is he back? Right. Are, are, are we going to keep the Are we going to keep this thing rolling? Is he going to fight? You know, in three months. Uh, you know, where they Where is Jamal Charlo uh, at right now? I mean, obviously, time will tell. Um, he seemed to be pretty, you know, animated as you would expect, as he always is uh, with his attitude. Yeah. So let's see if we can actually keep the fights rolling. I would like to see him back in action, back you know, fighting regularly, especially after such a long layoff. Hey, got some great work in, you know, uh, against Jose Benavides, uh, younger brother of David uh, on the undercard of that big fight and got the victory ultimately, even though, again, and I just get, I tell you, one of the things that pisses me off the most is when guys miss weight, you know, but there it is that it happened. He got it out the way, ring rust done, and and we'll see what is next for Jamal Charlo again. I think that Canelo is a, a possible option. Not saying that I would recommend that for Charlo, yeah. but I just think that that is an option that is on the table that we may possibly be hearing about uh, in the next couple of months. Um, also on the undercard real quick, I, I just want to briefly mention this because I think me and you, Fernando, were talking about how impressed we were uh, by Serbrio Matias. Uh, man, 20 victories, just one defeat against 20 knockouts, 100% knockout ratio. Boy, did he look impressive against Shojan Ergashev, uh, who was also very impressive with an impressive record coming in. Two undefeated yeah. fighters, two knockout artists facing each other. Man, this was a, this was a fun fight while it lasted. Yeah, look, so Real Matias, man, his last five fights, he's made them all quit. Wow. Uh, and out of those five, four of them were undefeated. Wow. You know, he, this guy's making statements. And I think uh, if I'm him and I'm in his team, I really want to see the winner of Haney versus Progray. Wow. I think that'll be a great fight at 140. Yeah. You know, Matias is kind of becoming to a bit of a star. You know, the record itself is very attractive. He, Tw you know, 20 wins, 20 knockouts. He's the new guy from Puerto Rico, right? right? I mean, this is the new maybe face of Puerto Rican boxing. He can be. He for sure can be the next Tito. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not stylistically, not talent wise, legendary wise, nothing like that, but he can be the, the next Tito as far as the next, you know, big star out of Puerto Rico. Yeah. For sure. And he's got the knockout rate. Well, let's not forget about Miguel Cotto either. No, yeah, Cotto, man. Cotto's another one of that. One of my all-time favorites. For sure. 
Yeah, he won a mine as well. He had the best send off in HBO. All he had to do was oh, win that fight, but yeah, they gave him the, the best send off send off of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of my best, you know, again, one of the reasons why I miss HBO so much is for that package they put together for him at the end. Uh, great, great production. We miss you, HBO. Um, but yeah, man, I think this guy is potentially, you know, could be the one to carry the torch for Puerto Rico. I mean, the guy has got a great style. He's obviously extremely capable. And when you knock out every opponent you face, pretty much, right? I yeah. mean, that's you're exciting. People are going to yeah. want to see that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, right now he's got a lot of potential uh, opportunities at 140. You know, imagine uh, Matias versus Roly Romero fight. Oh, man. You know, you know, so that's going to bring, you know, he's got a lot of a, a lot of really good options at 140. Who's to say one of the 135 guys don't want to come up and test themselves with him? Sure. You know, hey, uh, you know, we got Ryan Garcia. We got uh, Tank Davis could fight him down the line. Wow. You know, it would be a good opportunity for him. You know, Shakur Stevenson wants to come up and wait, you know, if he wants to come up and wait, that is. So he's got a lot of he's got a lot of big options there. And I, I think he's becoming a big enough of a name now. And like I said, that record is very eye catching. Yeah. 20 wins, 20 knockouts, world champion. I think he. I think he's 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 ready for for a big opportunity. He's got a good look. He's got a good style. I want to see him again. I'm really looking forward for sure. to it. I'd love to see if he can carry that banner, man, that yeah. torch for Puerto Rico. And again, he's made the last five guys in a row quit. Wow. In the corner, so man, that's some Lomachenko type. I was going to say, yeah. man, yeah, that's that's. Ivory, did you get a chance to catch that one? I know it was early on in the undercard. Did you get a chance to see uh, Matias? No, I, I didn't, but I heard about, uh, you know, when they do the recap of the undercards and all that, and I heard the record, I saw some of the highlights, and you brought up Roly Ramirez. That would be a hell of a fight. Roly you know, Ramiro. That, that's one I, yeah, yeah Roly Ramiro. That, that'd be one i check in on, but no, I didn't see that one, but I, yeah, I saw the highlights, I saw the, uh, the, uh, the record, yeah, making cats quit, that's pretty embarrassing. If you're one of those five guys that's quitting in, 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 in a boxing <laughs> match, but... You know, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I did see a, a catch a, a tad bit of it, so we'll see what happens with my man next coming up, man. Absolutely, man. And speaking of coming up, listen, this weekend we do have a fight. This weekend, Ryan Garcia is back in action. He's taking on Oscar Duarte, and listen, so much hype on Ryan Garcia. Obviously, the commercial success that he had uh, against Tank Davis didn't have success in the ring, but he had the commercial success. Uh, one of the uh, most viable, you know, business opportunities of the year in the sport of boxing, which has been a crazy year. Uh, they did big numbers, him and Tank. And a lot of that is riding on the star power of Ryan Garcia, who, again, returns this weekend against Oscar Duarte. And I, and I mentioned the star power of Ryan Garcia because I think a lot of people are overlooking Oscar Duarte. They are. They are for sure. He's a good pressure fighter. You know, he when he takes it to ropes, he lets his hands go pretty good. He's got a good uh, left hook to the body. 26-1, and one, 21 KOs. I mean, that tells you. He, there's some defensive flaws in there. You know, if you watch some of his, his fights on the zone and stuff, you, you can kind of see where he leaves himself open a little bit. And you know who's got a really good uh, left hook is Ryan Garcia. You leave yourself open for that, you know, it's night-night. It's so it'd be a matter of, you know, how can Post, can Ryan Garcia be in there to hold, to hold off the steady pressure that's going to be coming his way? And if, see if he can find those openings for for the left hook and those those shots that he that he can land, uh, you know. But if you're Ryan Garcia, you also don't want to get lazy on that defense. You know, I know I've we've talked about his defense before. It's not not the best, and so I'm wondering what you know Derek James is doing with that. You know, to help him out with that with his defense to see how they can improve that. But this is a really good fight, a really good fight for Ryan Garcia to to come back from. You know, 
Might be a little a little bit of a tough fight too. I mean, coming off a loss to the tank because this guy's a strong guy and people are kind of overlooking Duarte. But uh, but yeah, no, this is gonna be a a good test for him, a really good test for him. I think so too, man. Listen again, Ryan Garcia has the star power, but he's fighting a real guy here. Uh, and and even if you just even if you just look at their records, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I've got uh, both of their records right here. Ryan Garcia currently 23 and one. That one defeat being uh, Tank Davis uh, with 19 knockouts. But Duarte, he's 26 one and one with 21 knockouts. Again, just take a look at that and know that you know it's a real deal veteran here. Uh, who knows what he's doing in the ring, can definitely pose some problems from Ryan Garcia. And we still don't know what kind of headspace Ryan Garcia is in coming off that loss. We don't know yet. I mean, he seemed to respond to the loss positively, get back into the ring. Seems like he's been working. Again, back in that Derek James camp, we are, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what he looks like, especially against a guy like Duarte. I think that's a beautiful matchmaking so we can get an idea of where Ryan really is right now. What has he learned from the yeah. defeat? How does he feel? How's his confidence level? Has he learned any new things? Um, it should be good, man. What, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Ivory? How do you think Ryan's going to look this weekend in his comeback bout? Uh, hopefully he looks, uh, you know, confident, strong out there and uh, he doesn't get suckered by the hydration claws this time around, you know, with uh, like like he did with Tank. And uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how he looks because I remember you guys kind of you know kind of looking side sideways at Derek James and all the great fighters that he's he's training and and how he just has guys. Was it was it Garcia? Just doesn't you know his last couple of fighters hadn't come out there looking their best maybe he's stretching himself too thin so i think this will be a big fight for ryan garcia i mean for for derrick james also just to see where he is as far as his training and how they're they're, they're maintaining their momentum yeah because i think uh even anthony joshua is no longer in the derrick james camp is has that been confirmed do we know that yet i haven't heard anything i just know he wasn't in in the last fight he wasn't there so right. so i don't know um it's gonna be interesting i mean yeah and, and you're right about that because if you're derrick james you want to show a new and improved ryan garcia mm-hmm you see some if you see a Ryan yeah. Garcia with some really good defense there, some solid head movement. Maybe he's taking this guy to school a little bit, making him miss. You know, if you're Derek James, yeah, you're gonna pat yourself in the back for that. Like I, I did that. You know, like yeah. I helped him improve that. You know, if you see right. if you see Garcia revert back to his you know bad habits, then maybe you know you're gonna have start to question. Well, what exactly are you telling this guy in camp? You know, right. But you know that's gonna be interesting to see for sure. Uh, I do want to see if we do get a evolved Ryan Garcia for this fight. Yeah, I, I I think we're all going to be looking at that. You know, has anything changed since the loss? Now in the new camp, you know, all these things. I mean, what what is going to happen uh, with Ryan Garcia? Man, we get to see it this weekend. I'm excited about yeah. that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah. also, also, real quick, just real quick, briefly want to mention this too. Uh, Katie Taylor avenged her loss to Chantel Cameron uh, over the weekend. Um, give me your feedback on this, Fernando. I mean, a lot of people weren't expecting her to be able to get that revenge. Man, it, great action-packed fight. You know, Katie Taylor just doesn't seem doesn't seem to ever be in a boring fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> this right. girl, this girl, this this uh, this this young lady, she's a warrior. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's she's got her second undisputed, second division undisputed, and you know, she did it by getting get back off the girl that took the uh, her her O. Right. Man, she's she's a tough she's a tough girl. She can box, you know. She can counter punch you. Uh, she's that was just one heck of a fight, man. I I think you know she's doing uh, wonders for for uh, women's boxing, and they're they're already talking about a trilogy, 
in a, in a, one of those stadiums in Ireland. Yeah. So that's gonna be a, a major event. She's a big name in Ireland, and I'd love to see her rematch with Amanda Serrano. I would oh, love to see I would that. Love to see that. That that, uh, that was a heck of a fight for. I think it was in Madison Square Garden. Right. Yeah. It was right. a heck of a heck of a main event. You know, uh, they put on a hell of a show. I wouldn't mind seeing three minute rounds. Yeah. You know, or if not that, at least you know twelve two minute rounds. Sure. Instead of ten, you know, but but yeah, I know. Uh, Great fighter, and I think she's kind of solidified herself as kind of a of a Hall of Famer for for women's boxing. You know, her second undisputed, and you know, one of the go- uh, the goats up there with Clarissa Shields, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's made a big name for herself, and you know, avenging this loss against a um, bigger Cameron, to me, it's very impressive. Yeah, very impressive, very impressive, and again, I think a lot of people didn't anticipate her being able to extract revenge, but she did. Just that. Now with the, uh, a little bit of controversy too. There was that yeah. n- n- non knockdown in the first. Yeah, round, it was, was weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. Looked like she lost her balance a little bit. So yeah. it, it was a judgment call at yeah. that point. You can, you know, whatever this, the ref would decided. It wouldn't have been to me. Wouldn't have been enough. Enough. I mean, I, you know, I thought I thought Katie Taylor did enough to win, but you know. Yeah, all those things, man. Listen, congratulations, Katie Taylor. A couple of things I wanted to bring up real quick, Ivory, uh, especially with you, man, because we hadn't had a chance to uh, talk since our last episode uh, about this. You know, they've announced a big card coming up December 23rd uh, out there in Saudi, this massive card, you know, co-headlined by Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in separate bouts, which are bouts that I actually am looking forward to and watching. I mean, what a card this is. It's so stacked from top to bottom. We said, uh, Fernando, we don't think we've ever seen a card this stacked, um, at least in a very long time, but maybe ever. I mean, this is is remarkable. This is extraordinary. And and, uh, Ivory, I don't know if you saw, man, but uh, your boy is on the undercard for December 23rd. Big Baby Miller going to he is back. He's going to be taking on Okay. He's going to be taking on Daniel Dubois who came up just a little short uh in a knockout loss, a TKO loss against uh Alexander Usyk his last time out. He's looking to bounce back. Big Baby Miller is looking to bounce back. Boy, are you excited to see that loudmouth back in the ring? <laughs> hey man, let my man get some of that Saudi money, man. They got enough. <laughs> spread, 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 spread that shit around, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, I like, I like, I like Big Baby Miller. I just think, you know, he he just he just got that attitude. He got that energy, you know, when he's coming out there. He, he reminds me of a a a, a well polished butter bean kind of, you know. <laughs> and and he, he, you know, he's out there. He's out there for the fans, man. And and. He's out there fighting, putting his life on the line like everybody else. So, you know, you got to give him his respect. But he's out there for entertainment, and and he really wants it. You know, now talent wise, uh, you know, obviously, is he, he's not at the at the top of the ranks, and is he's a little discipline he's a little wise to too. be desired as far as say it again. So discipline wise too, he's not necessarily the best there. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, he, right. He 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 still got a few more boxes he got to check if he. Really wants to be respected out here, but now nah, it's, it's good to see that he's out there getting getting some pub and getting some action out there, man. I I like to see Big Baby Miller because I mean the first time, like the first time you see him, I I thought I was watching something something different here, but then you know it's like well, you know the other side of the boxing game is where it was getting him, but but it's good to see he's back out there and getting some action 
getting some TV time, man. It would be cool. Yeah, man, against Daniel Dubois, which is a very interesting matchup, man. It couldn't be two different personalities more different than these guys. Daniel <laughs> right. Dubois, very, right. you know, calm, well-mannered. And you've got, uh, you know, Big Baby Miller, who's anything but well-mannered. And by the way, he was talking shit to everybody at that press conference. Yeah, he was. He was trying Wild, to lie to Wilder everybody. Wilder got yeah, some of it. He went back at Joshua. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there's no love lost there. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he's talked so boldly for a guy who's, you know, failed every drug test imaginable. <laughs> um, but, but you know, but it, 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 nevertheless, it'll be entertaining. Uh, again, I, I just wanted to, you know, holler at Ivory about that because we didn't get a chance to talk about that last time. Also, real quick, too, something I found very interesting here. Um, you know, uh, it, again, it's official, right, that we are getting uh, Fury Usyk in February. What is that, February 17th? I believe so. February 17th, uh, you know, that's going to be a big fight. And from what I'm hearing, you know, you think this December 23rd card is big. I'm hearing they've got some – I'm hearing that they've got some really big plans uh, for filling out that card for the undisputed heavyweight title uh, whenever Fury faces Usyk uh, in, in February. Uh, but, man, interesting. I went back uh, this past weekend, was watching some old boxing matches, and I went back and watched the first uh, AJ Anthony Joshua versus Usyk fight. I just went back and rewatched it, took a look at it, just kind of, you know, what did I miss? You know, kind of refresh my memory a little bit on how that fight went. Obviously, Usyk gets the decision, uh, wins the world title from Anthony Joshua. Joshua at that time had just reclaimed his title from Andy Ruiz, and and uh, and then ends up you know losing the fight against Usyk in their first match. And it was interesting. At the end of the fight, Roy Jones Jr., who was commentating, he made a very interesting comment. He said, the fight to make was Fury versus Usyk. He says, Fury Usyk, it's the most boring fight to make, but it's legitimately the two best guys in the division. And it made me think about it a little bit from a little bit different perspective because, you know, we're so excited as boxing fans to finally get an undisputed heavyweight champion. I mean, that's what we've been wanting. That's the right move to make because, golly, we haven't had one since 1999, Lennox Lewis, you know. Um, but, this is, you know, obviously we want the undisputed heavyweight championship, but stylistically, Roy might be on to something. Let's not. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Fernando? Listen, this is the fight we want. This is the fight we deserve. And we're excited that we're finally getting an undisputed heavyweight title on the line. But there is a chance because of these guys' styles that as big as the fight is, it could possibly be a bit of a, you know, a rough one to watch. No, he's he's right. I mean, you know, he could possibly be 100% right here. You know, there's two uh, fighters or two former fighters. Who, when they talk about boxing, you need to listen, and that's Mike Tyson and Roy Jones is the other one. That's right. He's you know, one of the most knowledgeable guys out there, and so he's he's very good at, at predicting fights. Uh, if you ever watch the fight on HBO when he's commentating, he can almost tell you when the fight's going to end. That's right. Because he's he's that good at reading a fight because he can read fighters, he can see body language, and he can see things you know that a lot of casuals would not be able to see. That's right. And uh, so yeah, I mean, he might be right. I'm hoping he's wrong. I'm hoping but, he's wrong too. But he might be. He just might be right, and it's going to be a very tactical, very slow paced type of fight um but it is and it is the legitimately the two best guys in the division you, know, you have to fight you have to make the fight you know because we need a world champion a undisputed world champion and so you know it's something you have to go through you know we're gonna have to if it's a boring fight so be it but we need to have it made and uh let's let's load up the undercard yeah know? and again we actually have a chance for that to actually happen man again from what I'm hearing, and, we, uh, and nothing is official, but you know, if you think this December 23rd card is packed, 
They said, get ready for what they're going to do uh, come February for the undisputed title. So if we get a packed, jammed undercard there, we're in good shape. We're all over that, man. Yeah. Thank you, Saudis, man. You guys are... <laughs> Shout out, thank you, His Excellency uh, Turkey Allah Sheikh. What a what a guy, man! The wonders of Saudi money, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> when you got when you can write blank checks, man, you're yeah. you're good to go, man. I wish these guys were around back in '09. We could have had Pacquiao Mayweather a lot sooner, a lot sooner, man, a lot sooner, <laughs> right? Oh man, yeah. um, but real quick, Ivory, hey man, thank you for joining us today, uh, uh, Fernando. I wanted to give you the floor here, real quick, before we wrap up today's show. Uh, I know you had a special message that you wanted to uh, to send out. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and man, I last last show, you know, we 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 sent a little shout out to the family of Mike England, you know, the referee that passed away. And God, I hope I'm not making this a tradition, man. But you know, we we lost another one of our community, you know, about you know ten ten twelve days uh, twelve days ago, um, Jeremiah Black. One of uh, he's a young uh, boxer from out in Grow, Oklahoma. He's originally from Jay, former Marine. Um, yeah, man, he 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 passed away uh, twelve days ago, man. And uh, you know he's he's one of those guys. Whenever we'd go up to Grove to do some sparring, he's one of those guys that we always you know would shoot the breeze with him. We talk with him, catch up with him. His dad is a great guy, Jeremy Black. So I just kind of wanted to send my condolences to everybody over there, you know, who got affected by this. You know, he was a good guy, man. Uh, loved by everybody in that community, you know. Jeremy, you know, he's one of, I consider him a friend, and you know, I just want to send him a lot of love, a lot of pra- uh, prayers, man, because that was a, uh, it's a big loss for, for for us, man. He was a good friend to us, and you know, he former fighter, you know, fellow fellow warrior, and you know, just want to say R.I.P. to uh, Jeremiah Black, man. May he rest in peace. Absolutely. Thank you for that, uh, Fernando, and. Uh, fellas, thank you again, man. It's always a pleasure talking to Sweet Science. And, and you know, real quick, no I, Ivory, what do you think about this? Tiger Woods teeing it up this weekend, man. What's he going to do? Man. <laughs> where, where, where's the snore sound effect, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Tiger Woods, man. You know what? I'm a, I might I might do a video about Tiger Woods. It's it, it just it's about that time, man. You've done it all. Let 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 young Tiger get some, get get it on, man. We've seen enough, Tiger. I love you, man. But go get that leg straightened out. Yeah, man. Be yeah. good, man. His son Charlie Woods is a beast. His son Charlie Woods is a beast. The future of golf. I tell you yeah. that, man. Okay. Uh, but fellas, thanks. where's uh, where's Shooter McGavin? Yeah, which- <laughs> We're sure we're happy to we're, 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 uh, Bring those guys out. Yeah, bring them guys out. That's <laughs> oh, it. Hey, fellas, thank you for kicking it with us, man. Thank you for another edition of Fair Ones and Fair Ways. And you know how we say it. Until next time, keep your hands up.